This is Margaret Copeman Frankowitz, and this is another episode of Diabetic Survival. So I have to admit, I started a podcast earlier today, and then all of a sudden in the middle of the podcast, I got tired. I had to sleep. What could be causing this sleepiness that I actually have? I'm not quite sure. I guess it was because I was pretty worn out from the day. I've been busy um, working on a house so that I can actually move into it. And so that may have had a little bit to do with it. But also, it was kind of a celebration day, so I decided to break down and have some carbs and uh, celebrate with some pizza. I found this very interesting because, you know, uh, being um, carb-free or trying to be carb-free, I don't normally eat carbs, but on occasion, I like to just be normal. Unfortunately, my body does not like me being normal. So I don't know if you've actually had like a a big meal that consisted of a lot of carbs and the next thing you know, you just need to take a nap. You just need to shut down, unwind, take a nap. Everything is just put on hold. And yes, I had one of those days. And, you know, I'm not necessarily kicking myself for actually eating carbs because I was, well, one, I was hungry. Two, I felt like I needed some carbs because... When you're expending a lot of energy, you want that instant source of carbs because your body thinks it's going to keep going. So that was the kind of situation I was in today. And it was kind of a celebration day. So I, I broke down and had some carbs. I need to get into the habit of, you know, making sure I have a cauliflower crust, not necessarily a regular crust. Because even I mistakes and I made a mistake today I'm just a girl I make mistakes so let me tell you about the mistake that I made I ordered a couple pieces one for my amazing cousin uh, the way that he wanted it he does a pineapple ham thing which is not necessarily the route that I ever go in and I'm not gonna judge him I might as well put anchovies on I'm still not gonna eat that yuck um, however, I do a bacon and chicken parmesan pizza with garlic and yum. It's just delicious. So I go that route. I think it's like the only pizza that should be made, but you know, I'm very weird about my pizza. So anything, anyways, everything that I put on my pizza was just absolutely wrong, except for maybe the bacon and the chicken. Everything else was completely bizarre. And while I could have enjoyed a beautiful cauliflower crust pizza with all those toppings on it, I did not do the cauliflower crust pizza because I was not thinking about that. So yes, I even fail sometimes. Like, I actually do that a lot. I'm, I'm sure you've heard other podcasts where I've said, you know what, I, I kind of messed up. I kind of had my carbs today, like too many carbs, and you know, I should have been counting them, but... Anyways, that's besides the point. I still try to stir away from, like, if I get chicken wings, I try to order them plain, which I did today. I did good on that. I mean, that that wasn't so bad. Um, However, I still ordered a regular traditional pizza with, you know, my Parmesan topping and chicken and bacon bits, I guess you can call it, on top. Because I think that's delicious. So, uh, with cheese, it's, it's good. Add... You know, if I if I really was going there for, for wild and weird, I probably would put jalapenos on it too, but, you know, it's one of those things. Okay, with that being said, I was bad today, but I know better. And anyways, it crashed me. So basically what I had is a carb crash. And in that carb crash, which I've never really heard anybody talk about online, but after you've done keto for such a long time and then you have your carbs... Oh my goodness, let me tell you something. Within just minutes of eating it, all I wanted to do was go to sleep. So I had like no energy. Passed out. 
world didn't matter. I mean, I went to bed early, like 7 o'clock. Now, of course, I'm up at 11, you know, 3, 4 hours later. But then I usually stay up late anyways, so my body's, like, all confused. So, of course, I'm jumping back on the keto wagon because, you know, I, I think carbs, eating carbs is kind of like being an alcoholic. So, um, so, which is the reason why people go to AA, they can't control their alcohol. I have a hard time controlling my carbs. I really do. And I know carbs are not the best in my diet. Of course, the pizza that I had was not going to kill me. I didn't eat the whole pizza. I only had a couple slices, but still, I had the crash. And, of course, um, I probably will be munching on that pizza later. I don't know. Or maybe I'll give it to my cousin. One of the two. So he doesn't have that problem. But, um... The irony is, I was actually watching a video by Dr. Gundry, The Plant Paradox, Lectin Lectin Theory Explained, episode 45. Uh, The date on that was June 24th, 2019. If you want to view that, that's on YouTube. And I love listening to this guy. I've actually watched this video before, but every time I watch it, I get something more out of it. I mean, the guy is so intelligent. He's, He's like a way ahead of his time. And, um, of course, he's talking about the plant paradox. He also does mention the longevity paradox in his talk as well. And, uh, you know, I I had to actually celebrate because this is the second day in a row. Like, yesterday I was, like, carded for cigarettes because they did not believe I was actually 48, I guess. And uh, so I had to run back home, get my ID, come back, and get my cigarettes. That was great. And then today I was actually talking to some neighbors and they thought I was in my 20s at least. I'm like, how does this happen? How do you age backwards? And of course, you know, I've been trying to stick to the keto diet. So I have to give um, all the credit to the keto diet because it really does take years off of you. I've had a couple of um, former people that I knew from high school. Actually, one of, the, one, of the, one of the guys actually knew from high school. And his wife, I didn't actually know. I don't know her personally. But, you know, he's married to her. But they went on the keto diet. And, uh, you know, a couple years back. And I could not believe how young and good looking they looked compared to how they looked a couple years. I mean, they literally shaved off 20 years off off their faces just by eating right. And I'm looking at them like, these people became two of the most beautiful people I had ever seen. I had never seen them looking so good in my whole entire life. I mean, they look so much better um, just by going on the keto diet. So, um, anyways, back to my conversation today when I was actually at the new place, cleaning it up, and chatting with some neighbors, and they looked at me, and they were just like, how old are you exactly? Because, you know, I'm talking like I'm older, and I sound pretty intelligent, and, you know, they thought I was in my 20s. I mean, you know, God bless their souls. I, I thought it was very, uh, I mean, it was, it was definitely a compliment, and, um, I, I mean, I still, I think I still look a little bit old, but, you know, other people think that I'm actually quite young, so I really appreciate that. But that just goes to show you how well this diet actually works for diabetics. But here's the surprising news, and of course, in Dr. Gundry's talk, The Plant Paradox, he does talk about how um, actually removing lectins out of the diet will actually uh, help you to uh, kind of, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to go ahead and put words in his mouth, but it's kind of like aging reverse, reversing your age, certain foods that you stay away from, such as tomatoes. Um, so just think killer tomatoes. Ah. Now, if you deseed them, if you take the skins off of them, they're fine. So what, what's going on with the tomatoes? I mean, it's just a harmless little plant, right? Well, Dr. Gundry actually explains in his talk in this episode 45, uh, dated June 24th, 2019, that uh, certain plants actually emit toxins. So it's not that um, you can't eat tomatoes. 
tomatoes, but you have to learn how to eat them right. And it's not just tomatoes that are the culprit. There are other vegetables out there that are culprits as well. And, you know, it's like, uh, when you think about it, it's like, oh my gosh, it's the one safe food I thought I could eat. And, um, I I mean, I feel sorry for vegetarians because vegetarians are just probably being shocked if they knew that um, plants could actually you know, harm you, but, um, plants actually do produce a toxin because they're out for survival. And as Dr. Gundry actually explained, these plants, they emit this toxin because they want to prevent themselves and their offspring from being eaten. So we don't think about plants as living, breathing, uh, organisms, etc. Uh, that that will fight for survival, but see, they have to adapt to their environment. It's not like they can run away from you, so they've uh, become like these natural chemists that that change their biology to protect themselves from, you know, either pests or from invaders who want to devour them, such as us. So over the years, you know, they've had this weird kind of relationship with humans and of course they try to protect their offspring by emitting emitting this toxin so lectins are the toxin and lectins are relatively new to me so I I do talk about keto a lot lectins though I'm I'm learning a lot uh, from Dr. Gundry about uh, these plant toxins what's safe to eat, what's not safe to eat, and if I want to eat unsafe food, how to actually prepare it. It appears that, um, you know, our, our ancestors knew how to better work with these toxins than we do. Uh, for instance, um, um, like, like cooking out the toxins or removing the seeds, removing the skins before you actually prepare them. This stuff's important. So I've, I've actually implemented this. I'm starting to implement this into my keto diet because of course I don't want to eat toxins. You know, I want to eat as healthy as possible. And Dr. Gundry has a good point. Now, um, the thing is Dr. Gundry has an active practice and so he has people coming in all the time with different ailments like uh, arthritis, for instance, or super migraines, or obesity, or heart disease, etc. And Dr. Gundry, of course, he was, uh, he used to be a heart surgeon. I think he said he was a pediatric heart surgeon, I believe. And uh, so, but I mean, he worked with other patients as well. And one of the things that I admire about Dr. Gundry is not only did he drop like 70 pounds just by removing lectins out of his diet, but he was actually able to remove some, some, uh, like he had some type of autoimmune disorder that he was actually able to reverse as well, uh, just by eliminating the lectins. So he's one of those ongoing researchers that has an active practice who is very, very involved and dedicated to uh, bettering humanity in in general. So I I admire these people. These people are amazing. And of course, I want to get the word out. It's like, hey, you know what? We have poisons in our food. I mean, we go, like, we don't even think about it either. I mean, we go up to a fast food restaurant, you know, we order um, hamburger, for instance, and it has the tomato and the lettuce and the onions and everything on it and, you know, the burger and then the bread. We're not thinking about our long-term health here. We're not thinking about that burger giving us a migraine or giving us icky joints or making us uh, obese. And it's doing all those things because it's hitting our markers for things that we're susceptible to. And one of the things that, that I'm seeing just in the change in my diet is that, yes, you can actually reverse age. Age is a disease. Now, it's something we all go through. Every single last one of us is going to age, period. End of story. It's just going to happen. But when 
when you can actually drastically, drastically change that aging process by doing keto or removing lectins from your diet and you're paying attention to these markers, that is going to provide some miraculous, amazing results in the next couple of months for you. I'm not even joking. I've been through it. That's how I know it works. And that's another reason why I'm doing the podcast is because um, even just when I went keto and just eliminated the carbs, and this was uh, several years ago, I noticed a huge, huge, miraculous change in uh, the way that my body actually responded to fat storage and insulin. So I would encourage you to actually, if you have the chance to watch Dr. Gundry's uh, quote-unquote The Plant Paradox Lectin Theory Explained, episode 45, if you have a chance to actually watch that 46-minute video, please watch it. He's an amazing guy. Now, there was something that he actually said in there that really rose my eyebrow a little bit here. But he was saying that plants can actually see, and there, he, he, he just briefed on it a little bit about how plants could actually see, and they know what's kind of going on and stuff. And I'm kind of like, okay, this is getting a little bit too weird here. I'm just kind of like, I'm going to have to check out here, but I didn't. I watched the whole thing, and uh, of course, I was completely amazed. I mean, this is weird to me now, because I'm here thinking, okay, what, what if plants can feel pain? What if they can see certain things? What if they have a brain or something like that? I mean, we tend to think of vegetables as not really, I mean, they grow, but we don't really consider them like human beings or anything. I mean, I'm not quite sure exactly how we would actually see those, but to actually think that they actually are kind of like a intelligent source is so weird to me because I don't think of them that way. I think of vegetables as just a vegetable. It's just sitting there and ready to be eaten, right? I think most people would. Um, like if I cut into an onion, but okay, so like, let's talk about the, the toxin response from these vegetables. Um, onions being a great example, as you know, certain onions you cut into, they actually emit something that makes you cry, that makes you close your eyes. Sometimes you cramp up and, and you're just like, oh my gosh, I can't stand cutting this onion because it's attacking me. I literally feel attacked when I'm cutting an onion. So I thought that was kind of interesting when he's talking about uh, poisons and stuff like that. So I'm here going, yeah, you know, they just might do that. Uh, Tomato is obviously a little bit more um, subtle in their poisoning of a human being. Because, uh, now, this is, this is what I find interesting. Well, 200 years ago, people knew that tomatoes would kill you. But they just didn't know how. Um, so he had a wonderful story in there about way back when, I guess it was in Washington's time or something like that, and this guy, this general guy swore he was going to kill himself by eating a whole bushel of tomatoes, and so he ate the whole bushel of tomatoes and didn't die. So I think we have that whole idea of poisoning by vegetables completely wrong. This isn't something that happens, like, instantaneously if you're taking cyanide or something. This is something that's happening long-term to your body. So, Dr. Gundry, being the researcher and the doctor that he is, and the fact that he um, practices with live patients, he, you know, he, he, he tests this theory constantly. Like, somebody comes in there with a headache or a migraine, for instance, and they love their tomatoes and and their zucchini, he's going to be like, okay, well, take that out of the diet and let's see if your migraines go away. Then they miraculously go away and they're like, okay, well, that's the culprit. Now I want you to try a pressure cooker, cook those and see if, if they go away. And sure enough, they pressure cook the vegetables, migraines go away, and then they could eat their favorite food again. Because he, he actually explained that when patients come into his office, he does it in three phases. It's like phase one, you try to find out who, where the culprits are, phase two, and you eliminate them from your diet. Phase two, you just, none of that food. And then phase three is 
where you reintroduce them into your diet, but you use a pressure cooker to actually cook them. So he was explaining that years ago, they used to pressure cook all their food before they actually eat them. And you know, nowadays we kind of wonder why anybody actually pressure cooks that because we don't think that it needs to be. But I think we've forgotten that ancient, like the ancient knowledge that, that our ancestors actually gave us um, about lectins that, that, that didn't affect them because they knew how to prepare and how to cook foods. Now, this isn't just information for diabetics. This is information for the whole entire population. This affects everyone. Removing lectins out of your diet has to be imperative. We have to go back to the old ways of cooking. Um, Places like Italy, they already remove lectins naturally. A lot of their spaghetti sauces, they already, they already pre-peel that. They take the seeds out because they know that stuff's bad for you. Not necessarily because scientists have pro- proven that lectins were bad, but because that's just their traditional way of actually preparing things. And um, another thing that Dr. Gundry actually talked about is uh, Monsanto's Roundup. And... If anybody, anybody out there, everybody knows that Monsanto has pretty much controlled everything. And unfortunately, they've actually produced crops that actually naturally have this Monsanto chemical in it. And this chemical is horrible. It wreaks havoc on our body. We're going to have all kinds of problems with that uh, for generations because Monsanto has literally just destroyed food you know they're buying up agriculture they've created these hybrids of seeds to where you know they have these specialized seeds that that literally need to be banned but they're uh going full force here in america and not only are they destroying our food supply but they're destroying people as well and uh if we were smart we'd actually put a ban to this So hopefully we have some smart people out there that start petitioning to actually ban Monsanto. And uh, hopefully uh, we can actually regain our crops again. Now I do know that there are people that are actually keeping seeds out there that are safe and out of harm's way from Monsanto. Um, However, with the the cross-pollination of fields, for instance, it's, it's inevitable. It's going to destroy our crops. So if you have seeds, by the way, that have not been uh, altered by Monsanto, please keep those seeds and store them somewhere because we need to bring, because when Monsanto does get banned, because it it has to happen at some point in time, they have to ban it because it's just absolutely devastating to the human race. We can actually bring those seeds back. So please, if you have a way to store those seeds or uh, seed bank, please take them to the seed bank. Um, I know very I know very little about it, but I have seen, uh, for instance, seed libraries. And so perhaps we can actually, you know, save humankind in some form, fashion, or another that way. So I think, like for instance, if I went to school, I'd I'd love to be a Dr. Gundry or uh, one of these other holistic doctors because they just get the best of both worlds. They One, they don't have to go with the regular uh, doctor community, which uh, they just issue out drugs. They're kind of like illegal drug pushers and <laughs> they suck. Come on, let's let's just admit it, they suck. Um, because they're, they're, I'm not gonna say all doctors, but you know, they, they get, you know, they pay millions of dollars to actually become a doctor and now they have to go with the regular medical community And so they can't necessarily waver out of that too much because they have their, you know, their, their matrix that they're actually protecting. Whereas a holistic doctor that's not in the United States, they can pretty much do what they want to do. So I'm, I'm really proud of Dr. Gundry because he went outside of the box and said, Hey, you know what? Something's not right. And it started with his health. He noticed that despite the fact he was dieting and exercising and following his own guidelines that was given to him in the medical community, it was not working. Well, 
I could have told him that, right? I'm not a doctor. I, I knew that. It's not working. I, I know this. After trying so many diets for so many years, I'm like, I, I just need to go on something that works. So, so actually, um, the keto diet was the first diet that actually was a breakthrough for me and was actually working. There is not another diet on this planet I would ever actually recommend besides the keto diet, unless it is the lectin theory. And, of course, I highly respect Dr. Gundry's opinion when he talks about plants and when he talks about poisons and how he talks about, or when he talks about how it affects the body. He's radical and I absolutely love it because he's the one that's jumped outside of the box and said, hey, community, we need to take a look at this. Something's not right here. Because, you know, you or I could actually say that, but people are going to be like, uh, where's your credentials? I mean, I don't have any credentials right now except for the fact that I've been diabetic for 11 years, and every day I have dedicated it towards um, either bettering myself or learning something online to actually better not only myself, but share that with the rest of the community. Now, I was... Now, I'm going to jump back to my neighbors because I had a nice little conversation with my neighbors and, uh, you know, they wanted to know what my secret was to looking younger, which I thought was very flattering. Um, However, it's not really a secret. It is keto. And so everything that happens, I, I contribute to keto gladly. It's like one of those things. And I don't even have to be keto 100%. Just like I screwed up today, which I'm just a girl. I screw up sometimes. Um, But then I just jump back on the keto wagon and do it again. I don't forget that. I don't get comfortable in eating carbs. And I think that's where it's healthy to not be comfortable with it. But also, I think you have to get past the mindset. Because, you know, doctors are going to try to pre-program you for this. And nutritionists, that you have to eat some carbs. And... Not all carbs are harmful and stuff like that. But, um, you know, because they're trying to make it comfortable for you. But it's not necessarily the best diet to go on. When you go to your doctors and they tell you, well, you need to eliminate um, fats from your diet. And, you know, they'll tell you to eliminate sugars. Go ahead and eliminate the sugars. The sugars are not good. That's the one bit of advice that they can give you that is amazingly accurate. Um, of course, you don't want to feed cancer, and cancer feeds off of sugar, so don't don't do sugar, of course. But there's so much more, okay? There's so much more you have to learn. And keto is not expensive. If you want to know what's expensive, what's expensive is spending $44 on two pizzas. That literally could have paid for my keto meals for the next week or so, or, or plus. If I was just eating, for instance, just eggs, for instance, which is excellent on keto, I would have been totally fine, stayed with my keto diet, and had plenty of food. But, you know, I bought pizza, so so celebrating. Now, mind you, if I was completely doing the keto kick, I'd probably say, you know what, I'm going to learn how to make this keto crust, which I still haven't learned how to make keto pizza, but eventually I will. I mean, they have crusts that you can actually buy in the grocery store that are actually made uh, cauliflower crust. And then you can put all your pizza toppings on them, like the cheese and the pepperoni and the black olives and the mushrooms and bacon. Yes. Enjoy your bacon and all kinds of things that you can put on there. Delicious. Now, I'm still learning about lactins. And, of course, I'm not. I'm trying to stay away from... I'm I'm very, 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 very basic when it comes to lectins because I only know what I've watched on YouTube with Dr. Gundry and the lectin theory, but I can, I mean, it makes sense to me and the things that make sense are the easiest to actually follow. And so this will be an ongoing process, but also the longevity, um, Not only looking better, you know, looking younger, uh, um, reversing disease, but also the fact that I can't even comprehend 
uh, living to 120 and or 280. I mean, that's just absolutely amazing. And who knows, maybe in the future, um, our, our children, our children's children will be like, okay, 120, 180, that's a breeze. Now we're going to try to live to 500 or 600. Just, just absolutely mind boggling. So now we're going back to biblical times when, you know, they could live to uh, 600 years old and um, feel like they're living forever and they still look young. I mean, how amazing is that? That's, that's absolutely mind blowing. And so uh, Dr. Gundry is definitely, now he'll even admit he's not the father of, you know, discovering lectins, right? But he's, he's, he's definitely contributing a huge amount of research, time, effort, energy, etc. into teaching the public the hazards of lectins and why we should not eat lectins and what we can, what would happen to us if we actually remove those lectins and how much longer, happier, healthier lives we can actually live. So yes, I wear hats and my hats are off to Dr. Gundry. So he has the utmost respect uh, from me for what he is actually doing. And I love the fact that these doctors are going against the grain and they're doing it to not only better themselves, but to deliver humanity as a whole. Now, when you listen to him, um, some people would even say that, uh, now he does seem a bit egotistical. Um, I'm telling you, he deserves all the credit of being an amazing doctor. Everything he talks about, um, when you, when you listen to him, it's like, well, you know, I've done this and I've done that and done this and done that. And you're just kind of like, uh, you're a bit egotistical, dude. But I'm going to tell you what, he's, <laughs> he's done the research. He deserves the utmost respect. He really does. And I think he's, he's a bit humble pie. And that's, there's nothing wrong with that either. Um, he's just a very intelligent, wonderful doctor. So, I mean, he can write any book he wants to. One of the th- first things on my list when I start buying books is I'm definitely buying, one, the plant paradox and the longevity paradox. That is on my list of the most important reading for 2021. And um, if you're interested in that, that should be on your list too. But um, back to Dr. Gundry a little bit. One of, well, actually I should say there's many, many things he actually talked about. So um, one thing that particularly stuck out was this was kind of a a general warning to the entire population. And of course, this isn't just in the United States. This is in other countries as well that that have issues with this because I don't know how many um, countries have accepted Monsanto into their countries where uh, Monsanto has actually uh, contaminated the seeds with Roundup, which is actually a toxin. Um, in the vegetables and stuff right now. But this is kind of a warning to all Americans about leaky gut. And, um, of course, this is a topic all in of itself. This is a special podcast that I would love to have with Dr. Gundry one day. I would love to talk to him about this. Because in this, he talks about leaky gut. He talks about our lining walls about how we have simple, you know, sometimes simple tears where these lectins can actually infiltrate into our gut lining. And he basically said anybody who has like a beer belly or you know, like a gut or, you know, that's kind of like hanging over a little bit or um, who has autoimmune issues, autoimmune issues. Now that's a whole wide range. That includes diabetes there. Um, but that's a whole wide issues of disorders there that actually cause other disorders. These are the people that need to actually pay attention to lectins, which is almost dang near 100% of the population. I don't know who would actually be excluded out of this. So this went from me just being interested in diabetics and keeping diabetics healthy to now it's important enough to actually keep the entire general population healthy by eliminating lectins. Lectins aren't good for anybody, according to what he was saying. So, I mean, I guess if you 
don't mind dying at 60, 70, 80 years old, I guess you can disregard this. But if you want to live longer, healthier, a happier life, this is something that you need to pay attention to. And, uh, of course, these doctors I talked to, I mean, they're getting into the genetics of it. And it's hard to explain the genetics of, for instance, lectins. I mean, maybe there's somebody out there that's better at explaining it than I am. These doctors are pretty good at explaining it. And how the lectins actually infiltrate the gut. Um, Of course, I'm going to just do the basic um, explanation of it. You'd actually have to watch the podcast to to learn the actual cause of it. And there's hours and hours and hours of videos to actually watch. So um, if you can do a better job explaining it, please write me and let me know. Um, But it gets kind of complicated after a while. But these lectins that actually... Like, for instance, we'll just start with a tomato... The tomato lectin. Killer tomato. The killer tomato lectin does not kill you instantly, but it does actually emit a poison. Um, you need to remove, of course, the peel and the seeds in order for that to actually even be digestible. To where it's not harmful for you. But, okay, so these lectins, like from this tomato, for instance... They actually infiltrate the gut and they create little tiny tears in your gut lining. And uh, as, as I've heard multiple doctors talk about, the, your intestinal walls can actually are, are, are long enough to actually stretch across a, a tennis court. Okay, so there's lots of areas where these lectins can actually infiltrate. And when they do that, then they enter the body and then they wreak all kinds of havoc. And then you start getting the achy joints, you get the migraines, because it's your body's warning system telling you, hey, alert, alert, you ate something that's not good for me. And now this is not good because we have invaders and now we have to attack, etc. So your body has to work in overtime to actually get rid of those lectins and, of course, um, you know, you're complaining about, you know, your, your migraines or your, um, achy joints and stuff. And this is all caused by lectins. And it's because we didn't know. I mean, how is it our fault if we don't know? But now that we do know, we can actually, uh, steer around that and either cook them right or, uh, avoid them altogether. And of course, if you avoid them altogether, then you're not going to have any issues at all. But, you know, if you just have to have, like, for instance, your beans or whatnot, um, just know that there's a proper way to prepare them. Or your tomato. Okay, we were talking about tomato. There's a proper way to, t- to prepare it. They still prepare them correctly in Italy where they take the skins off and remove the seeds. And then there's America where we just eat them with seeds and skin and all, which would actually probably mortify some of our ancestors who knew that ki- tomatoes were killers, but they didn't exactly know why. So I'm more of a keto diet type person, not necessarily a lectin theorist, but I am actually giving, giving honorable mention to uh, Dr. Gundry and his plant paradox and uh, his study on lectins because it is definitely something that is on my watch list. And uh, so as I slowly learn about lectins, and of course I need to be a little bit faster about it this year, um, and removing them out of my diet, I'm just going to see a complete reversal of, you know, some of the disorders I have. Now, what I'll tell you what I don't have right now. What I don't have is I don't have high blood pressure, excuse me, high blood sugars, which I did. Um, I have had high blood pressure, I can't even talk, high blood sugar since I was 35. Um, one of the things I don't have is I don't have achy joints anymore. Another thing I don't have is I don't have neuropathy of my hands and my feet coming and going. Um, I have lost weight on the keto diet. And uh, there are foods, for instance, that I still eat on the keto diet that are not... Uh, lectin friendly like I just found out through Dr. Gundry that peanuts were not all the greatest and one of the reasons why peanuts aren't great I mean sure they're inexpensive and plentiful I mean they're pretty much on every supermarket shelf um and they're so affordable you know dollar two dollars or whatever 
but these peanuts have lectins in them. If they're not cooked right, you know, they're going to be uh, a culprit in leaky gut. And my goodness, who hasn't bought the $10 burger? $10 burger and fries, I mean, McDonald's. Or if you if you get one of their meals, there's a good chance it's $10. You know, they give you the potato, you know, the french fries and the hamburger and, you know, the, the bun is just probably saturated. Well, it's probably coated in sugar. I mean, we're talking about the total disaster meal here. Because you have the carbs, uh, which are probably over count from what you need, especially as diabetic. And then you have the potatoes, which are a, a keto culprit. And then you have the tomato on there, which is actually a lectin culprit. I mean, yeah, burgers are horrible. Um, they taste great though, and when you're starving, you're not thinking about that at the time. You're not thinking about getting a couple boiled eggs. But uh, the boiled eggs are gonna save your life as compared to getting the burger. And the, eggs actually are a lot less expensive so um i i have to praise the uh the uh egg companies for keeping eggs so low priced to where anybody can afford them so it's much easier to crack open you know four or five eggs rather than go out and grab a burger so i and besides scrambled eggs are just delicious anyways scrambled or over easy or sunny side up however you prefer them eggs are delicious but this is also not a plant. So, um, now I don't know about cabbage, if cabbage has lectins in it or not. And of course, I'm just exploring this. I'm just a girl. I'm, I'm doing this the exploratory uh, food by food and what I come across at the time. And I'm a little bit scared if I find out that that uh, cabbage actually has lectins in it because it was my substitute for potatoes. <laughs> so, uh, that and cauliflower. And so if I have to get rid of my cabbage, I'm going to be, I'm probably going to cry a little bit because it's like, I just found this and now I got to get rid of it. Um, but, uh, one thing I did want to note as well, because, you know, I'm experimenting on my own body, what works and what doesn't as a diabetic. Uh, I have found that beans absolutely do not work in my diet and it doesn't matter how they're prepared, either chili or refried beans or what, they're just wreaking havoc. And I can literally feel this in my body. Um, I don't know if I'm kind of like a, a sensitive meter for it or what, but um, I, I just don't feel good after eating chili. And I love chili. Oh my goodness. I love chili beans. I have a great recipe for it and it definitely wreaks havoc on my body. So gotta be aware of that too. So if you know about lectins, for instance, I'm telling you, I need to um, interview some people, and of course, I'm probably going to interview my neighbors because they um, there's this my one of my new neighbors that I actually have. You know, I, I talked to her a little bit about uh, the keto diet, just in general, and she was just absolutely fascinated by the information that I was telling her. And, uh, of course, she, she just has some achy joints. She's not allowed to get out of bed much and stuff of that nature. So I am trying to convince her that a keto diet's the way to go. And she already eats a lot of eggs. That's like one of her main staples. And so she got really excited when she found out she could eat eggs on the keto diet. She's like, what? And you're also, you're eating what? <laughs> so she was kind of surprised. I'm like, yes. I was telling her, I'm like, yeah, and you can eat real butter and you can use a lot of olive oil and you can eat avocados and enjoy all these really good foods and 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 change your body around. She was really interested in this because it is a very appealing diet. Keto is a very appealing diet. I mean, you can eat bacon, really? Um, now, of course, you probably want to watch out for the nitrates and, and stuff in there, that, the extra additives, but there's a lot of amazing foods that you can actually eat and that'll actually make you happy because these are the foods that we crave that doctors are telling us don't eat and these are the foods that are going to keep you around a lot longer so why don't we just eat the foods we enjoy um of course i'm not talking about bite a bag of potato chips which are going to like give you achy joints and stuff but i'm talking about eating real food and that's what keto is now just in the past six months I have seen 
an amazing amount of uh, places actually providing things like keto coffees and, uh, you know, the cauliflower crusts and just things of that nature. Um, Also, uh, Dr. Gundry was talking about, um, you know, when he was talking about actually high pressuring your food in a pressure cooker to remove lectins because he he just kind of goes over the general gist of it um this is good for certain foods like the killer tomato or zucchini for instance but this is not so great for uh instance for uh, wheat or for oats or for um you know the grains etc for some reason, the pressure cookers do not cook out the lectins out of these foods. And, of course, uh, he has discovered with his patients that it, it, uh, it wasn't actually digestible. So it's something that one of his patients wanted to try to implement back into their diets to see if it would actually kill the lectins, and it did not. So these people are, the, are, are just amazing people. I mean, the people who've actually worked as the test subjects of course they just wanted to try to see what they could have in their diet and come to find out it was actually wreaking havoc in their diet still with the oats and wheats and grains etc and I've never been like I've never been like a grain fan I'm not an oatmeal fan I tried eating oatmeal a long time ago and I'm just like I just can't eat this stuff this stuff there's just something wrong with it and sure enough you know Dr. Gundry talks about the lectins in oats and I'm like oh well you know my body has a natural response to to reject this anyways and so now um I have validation to why my body was rejecting that I wasn't actually crazy that my body is actually pretty good at uh being overly sensitive to lectins anyways so um I also had a, a problem with tomatoes the way that they were prepared like I'd always pick the tomatoes out or take the tomato off and come to find out there was a reason why why I was doing that. So I think that uh, in a way your body has a natural response to that. And of course, you know, when we're kids, our mothers are telling us, eat your vegetables, eat this, eat that. And uh, luckily I had a dog. And so uh, when my mother wasn't looking, you know, my dog got a lot of the foods that I didn't want to eat, such as uh, vegetables, which probably was a bad thing, but you know, I was a kid back then. And um, a lot of the lectins, that I didn't care for beans either when I was a kid. I, I tried introducing that back into my diet saying, you know, I'm just acting a little bit crazy. I need to actually eat this. People say this is nutritious. And it was just a load of caca because stuff's not good for you anyways. So um, now at 48 years old, I'm, I'm realizing that uh, there's some type of innate, um, there's an innate knowing that we have that, that, that has to expand, that spans generations, that knows what foods uh, may be poisonous to us, even though our parents are telling us, oh, go ahead and eat this because this is good for you. Because they don't know. They just know what their parents told them. So they're trying to do the best that they can by feeding you this food that... Um, is probably not good for your body, but they don't know this at the time that they're telling you to eat this. So this isn't your parents' fault, or your grandparents' fault, or whoever's trying to get you to eat this food. It's it's um, in fact your body is rejecting it, and the fact that you don't like it, there's probably a reason for that. So something to actually look at. So if your kids are, for instance, saying they don't like something, there might be a reason for that. The lectins might be they might be overly sensitive to the lectins that are actually in the food. So with Dr. Gundry actually talking about lectins, this is game changer for kids, for kids who don't want to eat their vegetables. Um, And of course, you know, when I was a kid, we were told about the starving kids in China and Africa, and we were guilt tripped into eating our lectins, (laughs) but our parents, they didn't know. Um, I'm not blaming my mom for trying to feed me, for instance, tomatoes or salads. Like, I'm not crazy about salads, okay? <laughs> I will eat salads, but I'll explain the whole, the whole time that I'm eating a salad, I will tell you I don't like salad. I'll eat it, but I don't like it. Um, 
Like, my thing is cabbage. I love cabbage. Don't know if it has any lectins. I'm afraid to find out. But you know that eventually, if they are poisonous, I'm going to start a podcast on this and say, you know, I just found out that cabbage had lectins and it's bad for you. And this is a tragic day for me. And um, I'm not quite sure if there's other people who love their cabbage or not, or if they just eat it because they know that they need to eat healthy. Um, you know, quote-unquote healthy. I should say that loosely, healthy, because healthy is kind of changing a little bit. Um, but, of course, you'll be the first to know if, when I find out. So, all right. So, I'm, I'm 15 minutes in, so I'm going to go ahead and end this episode and uh, go ahead and put it out. I, of course, have been a little bit lax with reporting lately because uh, of my move and everything, but something I really enjoy. So, if you had 50 minutes to listen to me, um, I would hope that you have 46, well, 47 minutes to actually listen to Dr. Gundry, because I think he's much more entertaining than I am. Again, that um, that title to his, his YouTube video that was dated June 24th, 2019, was uh, Dr. Gundry's The Plant Paradox, Lectin Theory Explained, Episode 45. And he really does deserve a tremendous amount of credit for explaining lectins. And he's actually quite entertaining, I think, as well. So um, if you have time to listen to him, fantastic. All right, this is Mark Pullman Franklin signing out. Please be good to each other. And until next time, um, hurrah on the... If you're actually doing the... um, the keto diet and you're trying to stick to that and learn a little bit more about that great for you I'm, I'm happy that you're actually uh, turning your life around and, and life will get better for you if you have something that you actually want to say please write me at margaretrico2015 at gmail.com and I haven't gotten any letters in, in a couple weeks so well I did last week but that was on something else um, but please write me and let me know if you're on the keto diet that's working for you. Or if you're on Dr. Gundry's uh, Plant Paradox uh, Lectin Theory, uh, if, you're, if you're removing lectins from your food, please, I want to know. I want to hear about other people who've actually had uh, this experience and how it's actually affecting you now. All right, Margaret Coleman Franklin signing out, and you have a great night.